When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Buzz! 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 Welcome in to another edition of the Ralphie Report. We are two weeks deep into the 2022 college football season at this point. In case you didn't know, we are a podcast that covers college athletics. Um, and we like to talk about basketball. We like to talk about college football as a whole. Definitely no team in particular that we are married to or have to look at and watch. I am one co-host, Jack. Over there is Sam, another co-host. Say hello, Sam. Yeah. Well, we didn't do any, like, college football preview this week or this year. No. Nope. Like, generally. Uh, we haven't really talked that much about college football nope. as a whole. Nope. It's a fun season. So we'll get to the CU stuff later. Um, but we do – we wanted to do a quick little look around because this was a great week in college football. But yeah, it's I a mean, nice time to – to check on the top 25, see how things are going. Um, did you enjoy the chaos this weekend? By CU stuff, do you mean the Maui Invitational? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to CU stuff. Don't worry about that, Jack. As, I mean, as as you and the listeners know, we are generalist fans in college football, but CU, ba- CU basketball is our main squeeze. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about yeah, crazy a crazy week. We'll get to the buffs. We'll a to a the crazy buffs. week in college football. Um, we'll get to the buffs. Let's um let's start with uh the ultimate quiet quitter, the man who did his job so poorly that the the person that is um employing him did not. Oh, we're want leading to, with this. Did not want we're to leading keep, with this. Of course we are. <laughs> did not want to keep him around for eight and a half million dollars for three weeks of work. We are, of course, uh, talking about uh, Scott Frost, the ultimate millennial icon. Yeah, so he, yeah, anti-work hero. Um, <laughs> s- <laughs> uh, I don't know where to even go with this. Uh, he lost to Georgia Southern. Um, it wasn't a particularly good game for Nebraska, as what happens. Uh, do you know who coaches Georgia Southern? Um. Oh man, I'm, I, it's got to be something to do with Tyson Summers, maybe a Georgia assistant, right? Definitely not someone I know. No, no, no. It's uh, it's Clay Hilton. 
USC coach. <laughs> Famously good at coaching. Full circle, baby. <laughs> He's fired week two of 2021, and he makes the fire in week two, 2022. Yeah, and the thing that Jack alluded to earlier was that um, if Scott Frost had been fired three weeks later, he would not receive however much money he just got as a buyout. I think it had to vest within the first five weeks of the season, this $8.5 million buyout that Nebraska fans or boosters are happy to pay because this dude has done absolutely nothing with this program. <laughs> yeah, so so Georgia Southern came into Lincoln, by the way. This was in Lincoln, Nebraska. This was the home game. And uh, Clay Helton, first of his name, um, took over an option team that was an option team like three years ago. Turned it around already. Has an incredible quarterback. Ooh, Jarek McKinnon. What? Jarek McKinnon was the quarterback when they beat Florida. Oh, I didn't Florida. know that. That's cool. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Um, so, so Clay Elton comes into Lincoln with um, a, a rebuild job on his hands. And <laughs> they put up 45 points on the vaunted black shirts. In Lincoln, which is just hilarious to me. This is the first time ever that Nebraska has scored more than 35 points in Lincoln and lost. They were 216-0 and until last Saturday. They are now 216-1. and um, As Sam mentioned, Scott Frost's total buyout this year was $15 million. Half of that was owed before October 1st. So if they wait until October 1st, I got the number wrong. He, they would have saved $7.5 million, and he was not even worth that. So Trev Alberts, another Nebraska football legend, who's the athletic director there now, um, took a look at his resume and pulled the trigger. I believe Scott Frost ended his tenure with 16 total wins in five seasons. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. And uh, there was a fun stat last week that said that um, Bo, uh, Scott Frost would have to win 50 straight games to catch up to Bo Pelini's um, win percentage. <laughs> he did not do that. He then lost to Georgia Southern. Um, you know, I have a few favorite Scott Frost moments. I think the favorite favorite would be um, giving him his first his first career game as a loss, his first career Nebraska home game, I should say, as a loss, with Tom Osborne there on the sidelines. What was his, um, was, what was his excuse for losing that? Do you remember? Well, the first game they had was against, uh, I believe it was Akron, and there was lightning off. It was canceled. Um, hmm. so they were newer than they should have been with true freshman, Adrian Martinez. Um, yeah, so he, <laughs> I loved that game. Steven Montez showed out that game. That's Jay McIntyre, two touchdown game too, if I believe Nate Lamb an interception, uh, Tony Brown in the, Leviska Chenault in the end zone. He also went off that game. Um, Nebraska fans, always great. Sent death threats to Jacob Callier of what they thought he mm. did to Adrian Martinez's knee. Um, and then, you know, my second favorite Scott Frost memory is when he lost again, when he went to Boulder, um, to Mel Tucker. And his his backup kicker just shanked an overtime field goal. They were up 17 to nothing in that game uh, in the first half. Once again, Steven Montez with help from Tony Brown. Got to see you back in that game. Here's a throwback name for you. Jaron Mangum had two touchdowns. Um... Shout out Jerry Mangum. And uh, Nebraska got a, a the 96-yard flea flicker from Katie Nixon was the highlight of that game. Incredible game. Those are my two favorite Scott mm-hmm. Frost memories. I'll miss him. Yeah, I actually was on the field for that last one. Uh, and I, I 
tore off my press pass and ran onto the field with the students, <laughs> which yeah, I think would have gotten me in some rush. trouble if uh, if someone found out. I've just never waved goodbye to so many opposing fans uh, from the field, and that was so Nebraska was now. Are you worried that Nebraska will get ahead of the 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 coaching circle or carousel? Uh, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they have to get a, get ahead. I'm worried that they're going to be better because they physically. I don't mm. know how you know. How are they even going to be worse? I don't know. But Mickey Joseph is the interim. You'll never guess. He also played quarterback for Nebraska. It is. This is hilarious to me at this point. Um, but he was good at LSU under Ed Orgeron. He's a good like rah rah guy. So I would expect a dead cat bounce here for this season. Um, early reports are that Matt Campbell is the guy and Matt Campbell is interested. We'll see if that's true, but I feel like that'd be a good hire for them. Um, yeah, you know, originally focused culture build and they desperately need a culture build. He's a culture builder with the NIL money thrown around there. He doesn't really have to even recruit. He just has to let the money do the recruiting. Um, you know, a lot of Nebraska fans I've seen online have talked about hiring Urban Meyer. That would be absolutely hilarious to me and also uh, a disaster waiting to happen. They might win some games mm. before it crashes and burns, but that would absolutely crash and burn. Um, and it's just funny to me that that's like the go-to deal with the devil that all these old fan bases want to make is just go to a guy that went what, like one in 10 his last year he coached football or whatever he was with the Jaguars. I don't know. Seems crazy to me, but whatever. Um, and I'll I'll, just, I'll miss him. I I think that Nebraska coming to Boulder next year just got a lot harder for CU with, with Scott Frost gone. Um, I would say it got harder because CU is involved in that game. Um, <laughs> well, but, now we know, but at least one available coach if CU enters the coaching carousel. Um. Wouldn't be the worst offensive coordinator. <laughs> Don't want him around the program. Though. He developed Mariota. Um, okay, sorry. I was I was about to go into this, and I just started thinking about how good I thought Marcus Mariota would, was going to be in the NFL. And I just picked him up in fantasy football because I refused to give up on him. Oh, my team's an absolute mess. I can't um, even talk about it. Oh, my team's not. I hit on some players so far. Um. <clears throat> Well, we had upsets all over. Uh, Alabama almost got upset by Texas. Yes. The most watched college football regular season game of all time. Really? Yes. Including by me. Including by you. Two Um, big brand names. And when it got close, you best believe everyone is looking at it. Did you watch the whole thing? uh, I did. I was reading a paper with that, like, split screen. Uh, and Bryce Young saved their ass. Bijan Robinson is just incredible as always. Mm-hmm. Um, it was funny to see the Colt McCoy injury recreated from 2009. God, Quinn Ewers was dealing too, man. It was like it was like first quarter, no? I know, but he was throwing out some heat, dude. Those are some hard mm-hmm. passes he was hitting. Um, and then Appalachian State. Beat number six Texas A&M. That was excellent because I think Texas A&M ran like thirty-eight offensive plays total. They did. Yeah, I think App, App State had like eighty percent possession. They I did. Uh, it, this was not a fluky App State Michigan scenario where they went off of you know a crazy quarterback and 
a kick. Um, this was just them straight up bullying a number six team in the country for 60 minutes of the game. Uh, and Jimbo Fisher just refusing to adapt to anything. Um, so it's like hilarious. If CU would have actually finished the game last year. Uh, yeah, yes. Um, that should be a warning sign. Another, another red flag to A&M fans that CU got that close last year. Um, but yeah, if, if we're talking about buyouts, Scott Frost has uh, just made $15 million to never coach football again if he so chooses. That's a great play. Um, if we're talking about AM's buyout, Jimbo Fisher would be owed, I believe it's $90 million if they were to fire him this year. So I don't think that's happening. Um, they have uh, deep pockets. Uh, no one has pockets that deep. Um, um, absolutely hilarious, though. Marshall beat number eight Notre Dame. Also hilarious. Um <clears throat> Let's see where else we had number nine Baylor lose to BYU. Yes, we had number twelve Florida lose to Kentucky. Yes, all around good games. Number seventeen Pitt lost to ranked Tennessee. That's okay. Um, and then we had some fun belt, some Sun Belt fun belt action. Do you have those? Well, yeah, bro. App State uh, taking down A and M. Marshall, of course, taking down Notre Dame. Remember the name Charles Huff, their head coach. He will be an SEC head coach in the absolute very near future. That guy is incredible. Um, also, can we talk about how Marcus Freeman, after all this bluster, is the first Notre Dame head coach to ever start 0-3? Um, and then we talked about the other one, Georgia Southern beating Nebraska. That's three Sunbelt teams going on the road and getting paid to whoop ass against the Power 5 well, teams. Yes, I think they got paid something like $4 million for these wins. Yes, Georgia Southern was paid $1.4 million. I believe App State was a similar number. Oh, my God. Yeah, I love that. Um, how much did CU pay Air Force to? None. It was a home and home. No, I know. I'm just kidding. Um, Pac-12? There was a Pac-12 upset. Resurgence, bro. Washington State under the dicker. Coming in hard, dude. Beating Wisconsin, 17-point dogs in Madison. That defense is nasty. I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Washington State. I have an over five-and-a-half ticket, I believe, so I uh, I like them to go to a bowl game, and that definitely helped me out a little bit. Um, Arizona came back down to earth, losing 39 to, I believe it was 12 or something weird like that. Jaden Laura is a, uh, a insane person. Um, can I can I, can I play by play this play that he did that I sent to you? Yes. Okay, so let's see. He drops back. Blitz is coming. Oh, wait, no, he does play action. Blitz is coming. He steps up, evades to his left, runs back, pump fakes, runs back, back, back to the right, dives out of two tacklers, <laughs> runs back to his left, and then chucks a deep pass that is tipped and intercepted. <laughs> Just, oh, I love college sports. Insane. And then what? Oh, never mind. No, I thought there was a fumble at the end, but there was not. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, They're going to be fun to watch, you know? Uh, I'll, I'll say this a few times this year, but this is a maxim I live by. In college football, you can be bad and you can be boring, but you cannot be bad and boring. Um, Don't know who exactly I'm targeting with that <laughs> statement, but... um. <laughs> 
Definitely something that's true. Uh, USC took it to Stanford. That offense is disgusting, and they're now top 10 in the country. Um, Stanford's quarterback is also legit. Tanner McKee is, like, amazing. Um, after the success of Davis Mills in the NFL, people should be looking at Tanner McKee. Um, so Stanford I mean, actually I, looks – go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I do want to stay on USC because they did win this game. when They were up 35-14 at half mm-hmm. when they kind of stopped playing. <sighs> Connor Williams looks good. Okay, obviously. Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff winner, looks just so polished. Oh, my God, he's good. Yes. Like, how how is he so open? Four touchdowns? Seven catches, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Just that, yes. But on the season, he's up to, like, 250 yards already. Oh, I see, I see. Um, He is going to score five touchdowns against CU. Um, Brendan Rice is good. He's not even being used right now that much. Uh, this is a very good offense. Do you know? I mean, yeah. Brendan Rice is the punt returner. I know that. And Mm Mackay Blackman has a pick already. Uh, I was going to get to that. Um, And then Travis Dye. It's weird watching him not in Oregon, but he's so distinct looking without his gloves. He has like the high little pads, and then he wears nothing, Mm -hmm. and he just runs with it. Like He's just a kind of a strange player, and it's weird seeing players who have been at a Pac-12 team for three or four years, just go to another one and immediately start playing. It's, it's just kind of strange. So that's my transfer takeaway. Well, Pac-12 to a Big Ten school. That's no. not that crazy. Oh, I see, I see. Oh. <laughs> are, are you afraid of USC this year? Uh, is fear the right word? I don't know. I'm accepting of, of what they are. Uh... Their schedule just opened up in a very big way, given that Notre Dame is a mere bump Not in the road good. now. Um, yeah. There's a really real chance to me that they go undefeated. Utah is the big issue there, but Utah has cracks, I think, in the paint. Um, if Antonio Richardson or Anthony Richardson, the Florida what, quarterback. The Florida quarterback? Yeah, yeah, what's his name? Yeah, Anthony Richardson. Uh, if Anthony Richardson did that against them, Caleb Williams will do something similar. Um and I don't think there's anyone else in the conference that can stop that offense. So I am taking them farther than I thought. I, I thought they're going to win nine nine games. I think they might win all twelve. So I am I am that with USC. Well, that scared. I don't I, know. I had them as a playoff pick because I didn't want it to happen. Um, mm. I think it might happen, but I also do think a mid October trip to Utah is going to be very difficult. I assume that Utah is well coached enough to figure out some of those issues midseason. Um, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I can pull it up. I think that the road trip to Oregon State could be a little tricky. Do you? Um, for USC, that's probably one of the biggest things, but I also think Oregon State's kind of a darling right now that will be exposed. Like, they still don't have the athletes to compete with them on defense. I love Oregon State as a, a program. I think this year they're going to be really fun to yeah. watch. But I don't think that USC game is a trip-up game. I mean, I don't think the Oregon State had the athletes when they beat them in, like, 2006 or something. Really? You don't think Jaquiz Rogers is a good athlete? I knew you were going to say that, and that's not what I meant. I did not mean Jaquiz Rogers or his <laughs> brother, James Rogers. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. That was a time of Oregon State football where Mike Riley had it rolling. Like that was a good team, dude. They went ten and four. 
They went 10 4 that year? Unless this is the wrong year. Okay, 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 okay. Um, okay, so I think that could be tricky. You, you don't think so? Nope. Um, that's pretty much it on the schedule until they presumably are in the Pac 12 championship or if something weird happens. Uh, because the rest of these teams, I mean, I think the Pac 12 is not very good and they're not playing Oregon. Is Hmm. Can you convince me that there are other good teams besides USC and Utah? In the Pac-12? From what we've seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to call Oregon good because they have Bo Nix at quarterback, but they have talent yeah. for sure. Washington yeah, no, I, left them off I for love Washington. I think they beat Michigan State this weekend. Kalen DeBoer is a homie, um, and Michael Penix actually looks like doable now. Um, so I think Washington is good. I think Washington State is good. Um, I guess you don't, but I, I think they're fine. And Cal is well, I mean, like, are defense. they good? Good, define good, good, like a top 15, top 20, top 25. No, they're not team. top 15 and top 20, maybe top 25. They're definitely top 35. Mm. Uh, ASU is not good. Um, Stanford is better than people thought, and Cal is fine on defense. So there it is. There's my really rave, quick run. Rave reviews. Thank you. Oh, okay. So that was 2006. They were 10 and 4, that Oregon State team. And they had Matt Moore at quarterback, future hey, long time. I know Matt Moore. Mm hmm. Steve Smith at USC went nuts. Oh, my God. Yeah, he did. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mute myself for that. No, <laughs> Great no. audio content today. Yeah. Um what else do we have today? There's a few of the games we want to talk about. Um oh, let's go local. Um CSU lost to Middle Tennessee State. Oh shit. I don't that, know that. That's hilarious. Um, not good. CSU's offensive line is the definition of very bad. Um, I think Clay Millen got sacked 10 times against Middle Tennessee. That's nothing you want to see. Yeah, I, uh, I would call that very bad for the local, the local teams. I think mine is top 10 in D2. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, man. Good for them. Yeah. Who's uh, coaching Colorado State these days? Jay Norvell. Is this Steve Adazio? What? Jay Norvell, the former Nevada head coach. He brought the whole Nevada team with him. Oh. And former UCLA assistant under Carl Durrell. I don't know why I'm saying that, of course, but um, he's oh, they're Carl gonna Durrell connection. Okay, CSU, they're about to play their next two games at Washington State, so they're about to get smacked. Maybe. And then, okay, all right, listen to this one. Then they have a home game against FCS team Sacramento State. Uh, Sacramento State home game? That's a trap. <laughs> That's a trap, trap dude. Game. Let's see. Where are they? Where's Sacramento State in the big sky? Let's do a little big sky update. You know I love my big sky. Mm. They're 1-0. They're 1-0. Mm. And uh, Sam knows this. I have been stumping for the Weber State football program for quite some time. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know this because I tune it out every time you talk about it. 
Well, okay. The Bobcats have been great under Jay Hill. I don't know why I'm I'm praising a, a head coach that is has a relatively low contract and coaches in the reason region, but I am. Just take from that what you will. But hey, yeah, Jay Hill uh, keeps winning games at Weber State, and this year they are two and zero. Oh my god! They are oh my 2-0. god! They beat Utah State thirty-five to seven. That's what I'm saying, dude. Mountain oh West god. champs, reigning Mountain West champs, Utah State. An FCS Jesus. team, the Weber State, has a point differential this year of 54 points. Oh, no, 64 points. They beat Western Oregon by 41 to 5, and then they just whooped Utah State 35 to 7. This is Weber State Bobcat football, baby. You got to love it. Go Jay Hill. Um, unfortunately, well, the, the fighting Dan Hawkins at UC Davis are on too. Is he, is he there? Yes, and Cody Hawkins is their offensive coordinator. Hmm. Which would you rather? Cody Hawkins. I don't have anything against Cody Hawkins. Yeah, no, I was th- I was about to say think um Scott Frost or the Hawkins together. Coaching. Oh, I, I take the Hawkins together. Dan Hawkins made a bowl, I think. in his yeah. career. Yeah. Uh amazing uh time of two ships passing in the night going opposite directions. Colorado versus Alabama in that yes, bowl game. The new head coach Nick Saban. Yep, <laughs> that was what a fun time. Um, do you have any Heisman updates? I, I'm I'm currently looking at the Kansas State box score versus Mizzou. I love Kansas State. We talked about this before. Um, if I was to put out picks in the uh, in the gambling column, which I will this week, we got that out the door very late this past week, and we're going to keep doing that all year. Kansas State minus eight and a half versus Missouri was my main pick. I got on that early. They destroyed Missouri. No shot left. Um, but I don't know. Heisman wise, gonna be tough, man. Uh, might be Stetson Bennett, which would be hilarious. Uh, I Caleb don't know. Williams. That was my who, pick. Who? I think it's gonna happen. Caleb Williams. It's gonna happen. That would be. Make someone on our site very upset. Can you believe I accidentally called him Connor Williams, the former Texas Longhorns lineman who is now a backup guard on the Cowboys? I can't believe that. That sounds like something that you would do. I know. I'm mad about it. (laughs) Well, I meant to bring up Kansas State to bring up not only Adrian Martinez leaving for greener pastures, uh, (laughs) uh, but Deuce Vaughn, who if you have not seen Deuce Vaughn play, please treat yourself. He is kind of like Clyde Edwards-Alaire mixed with a little bit of K-State legend Darren Sproles. Yeah, we love Deuce Vaughn. He is a backfield treat. Um, he's in that Darren Hagen mold of, of small running backs that's so popular in the mouth. Um, yeah, because his quads are the size of tree trunks. <laughs> oh my God, this guy is like... Tell you what, man, you can do a lot worse than a guy like Chris Kleiman leading your program. I love what he's done over there. Oh, yeah, this is – I just – I appreciate what they do. I have such respect for Kansas State, just generally. Let's let's give – let's also give a a final shout-out to the Sunflower State's own Kansas Jayhawks winning by two touchdowns in overtime, an unheard-of feat. Let's go. Lance Leipold, dude, on the winning train. They beat West Virginia. That's a conference win. Oh, what? Yeah. Shit. 
<clears throat> they haven't had a conference win since they beat Texas the last two years. I know. And this is <laughs> and they were uh less than ten point dogs like the first time in ten years. Oh my god. Wow. Well, if they can turn it around, anyone can turn it around. Anyone can turn it around, I say. Mm-hmm. Anyone with the right coaching staff can turn it around. Um well on that note, we could probably talk about the Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, we certainly could. That could be a thing that we want. We could do. Twenty twenty four Maui Invitational. <laughs> Your Colorado Buffaloes will be competing in the prestige early season basketball tournament. They will be sunning and tanning and sun tanning on the beautiful beaches of Hawaii and playing basketball in between. Not Did just Hawaii, this? the best island, Maui. Yes, of course, of course. Um, they will be playing with blue blood such as North Carolina, Yukon, Michigan State, and capital P programs, Memphis, Iowa State, and Dayton. That's okay. a good group. That's just that's not the best Maui Invitational, you could say. That's okay. They don't have U, U, USC. I mean, yeah. They don't have U, UCLA. And Gonzaga and Kentucky and or Chaminade, or Chaminade. Yes, they're playing. They're playing in the twenty twenty three, so they're not going to be in here. Um, what what a get for Ted Boyle? Huge. What does this do? Publicity. Um, this is like the premier, like you said, uh, preseason basketball tournament. If you're watching what they're calling Feast Week on ESPN, this is like their main event. Um, so mm-hmm. we this will be nationally televised. Like you said, some great teams in that field um ben burrows on twitter tweeted out that this is an opportunity to beat dayton three times in three states for tap oil mm. um something that's important um and i don't want to speak too soon but it's possible that 24 24 team um is incredible i think the 2023 team has a better shot of being uh, mm-hmm. a, a national contender, but the 2024 team will have potentially um, senior KJ Simpson and um, Quincy Allen and uh, Lawson Lovering as upperclassmen. So something to keep an eye on. Um, see, you should be pretty good that year, but it's great. It's great news. And uh, it's, it's fun for CU fans to be able to travel to Maui to watch the, our basketball. Are we traveling to Maui? I'm, I was, Absolutely looking at it. I don't know if flights are even available, but that would be very fun. Oh, they are not. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, there you go then. That um, is a good question, though. What what team do you think will be better? The 2023 team? Yes. Which will presumably have Tristan Da Silva and uh, fuck, who am I forgetting? A I'm lot forgetting of people. I know, I, I know I'm forgetting a lot of people. I'm thinking of the, the, <laughs> the who is the senior... With Tristan. Nick Qu- Nick Clifford? Yes. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Would you rather the team with Nick Clifford and Tristan and Luke O'Brien, by the way, or a team with more experienced – well, that would also have upperclassmen KJ Simpson, Julian Hammond, Quincy Allen, Lawson Levering. Uh, this team is very talented. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, or would you rather, with the way recruiting is going, would you rather have those – those junior players that year become seniors plus whatever talent they have coming up. Um, 
Probably 2023, because 2023 see you still in the running for the five-star Cody Williams and the insane crop of local big man. Um, so them coming in, I guess you give them a chance to develop in 2023. But senior Tristan De Silva, I think he's going to compete for first-team All-Pac-12. Um, and losing him and Clifford, if Clifford's not already gone after this year, will be pretty rough. Pretty tough to replace. <clears throat> okay, so as much as I do love Clifford, we kind of did talk about it that they're just kind of recruiting wings who can just do everything. Uh-huh. Um, I sent you something. You should look at the picture on that. Okay. <laughs> this is fun. Joe Hurl. Joe Man. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> That's a uh, tab Royal player right there, dude. Yeah, That's he, a tab Royal player. The freshman from North Dakota has a great picture. <laughs> With wow. a mustache and sloppy hair. You can't uh, get, you can't say that we're a flashy program. <laughs> no. Oh. Oh, dude, Javon Hadley looks great in his Yeah, picture. I love the turtleneck looking thing. I don't think I it is know. a turtleneck. But I love Wait, it. No, it's not. No, it looks like it could be a turtle leg. But he'll also be gone for that 2024 team. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So are you, you're taking the bird in the hand versus the potential what could be? Because I, th I, get, I yes. guess the 2023 team, like, if you do count, like, the target Cody Williams, and if they get one of these young big men from Colorado – would those guys be one and done types, or would they be there for the next year too? Do you think? Uh, the big man would not one be one and done. The big man would not be okay. one and done. Cody Williams would be one or two done max. I'm pretty sure he'd be one and done. If he's two done, then 2024 takes the cake. But, um, but I like, if you're the don't know if, if you're Cody the Williams 30th, if you're the 30th ranked prospect in a high school draft class, you're probably not one and done unless you either are trying to get the bag for your family or you pop off in a big way. Yeah, the thing that he has going for him is his older brother was a lottery pick literally yeah. last year. So, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be condescending about it. But you're <laughs> <laughs> that is a, a plus, I think, in his pro readiness. Mm, especially because, like, like his brother was a late bloomer and he's a late bloomer. So you can pretty much say like any of his weaknesses will be something that will develop. Yep. Yeah. Um, but also we don't want to count that chicken before he hatches. He's no, got plenty of visits left and um, see you has insane competition for him. But um, yeah, 2023 team is going to be pretty gnarly, man. Just could be. Sears never had a one and done. I think you're right. Unless you count like uh, Lazar Nikolic or Bryce Peters. Uh, uh, no, that was good. That was my first thought, but I was not going to touch that. Um. <laughs> yeah, I um, I don't know. I I'm excited for the Maui Invitational in 2024. I mean, I took a look this weekend um, at some of the future football schedules too. 2023 schedule is insanely fun. It's insanely fun. Um, but, you know, it's only fun if you win those games. But coming to Boulder 
2023 is uh, Nebraska and CSU with some games on the road at TCU in the non-con um, with what I would say the more winnable home games of Arizona, Oregon State, Stanford, all at home. I don't know. You're looking at this year or next year? Next year. Next year. The year after that, okay. we, like idiots, invited North Dakota State into Folsom. That's going to be a loss. You're talking about football again? I'm talking about future football schedules. Hell yeah. Future football. I thought we were talking about basketball. So I was very confused. I was like, when did these games get announced? No, no, no. Okay. I was just thinking yes earlier today that the North Dakota State game, I was like, I remember the article being written up like five years ago that that got scheduled in the future. And I thought shouldn't have it have happened by now. And I thought that it got canceled or changed. And uh, no football schedules get locked in way out ahead, man. We have, we yeah. have games locked in for 2033. Yeah. Against like Texas A&M or something. Um, we, have, we have games going out to 2038, dude. Jesus. I, what, what? Why? Why? Why are programs scheduling North Dakota State like at all? I don't know. There's no reason for it. There's no, like we should know better. It's we not like know better. it's not like App State where they kind of can't surprise a team. Like uh, who did they play last week? No, they played North Carolina. Like Texas A&M. Maybe they don't know App State that well. Uh, everyone should know North Dakota State. Everyone why, should know why? North Dakota State. Um, oh, we forgot to talk about Iowa football. Speaking of losing to North Dakota State, as they oh, like to do. Boy, but, that offense, man. Okay, would you rather hmm, Scott Frost, the Hawkins boys, or the Ferentz boys, Ferentz boys running our offense? Ferentz running boys. our offense. Running our offense. Oh, just the offense. Yep, Hawkins boys. Okay. Okay. Well, do we do we do we got anything? Do we have anything else for this podcast? It might be a little short one. Um, I don't think so. I, you know, I'm, I'm. What are you doing this weekend? Last weekend, I, uh, God, I, it was super rainy and cold on Saturday, and I spent like five <laughs> hours out out in that for some reason. Um, down in the springs, uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I'm not doing that this Saturday, thankfully. So I think I'm just gonna, yeah, you know, hike golf. I did, I did stay up watching football last Saturday night. Um, it made me feel miserable. CBS? Uh, I don't know. I was just streaming. Um, it was not worth the stream, I don't think. Not worth getting <laughs> caught. Certainly not worth the time or the energy. So I don't know if I'll watch football again this Saturday. It kind of takes <laughs> a lot out of me. Definitely not Saturday night. Um, but... Red Zone. I'll watch Red Zone this weekend on Sunday. That'll be nice. My fantasy team is looking nice. I won't say. I won't say which which bounce back players I I, I picked up. No no Saquons or anything. Um, mm. but I, I I'm feeling good. I'll play some basketball. I'll play some football this weekend. I'm really loving the sports out here. I forgot to tell you that I joined a flag football team. Nice. And I'm the only American in like basically the whole Danish league, and it's very fun because. Uh, I forgot that I'm actually good at this sport. <laughs> yeah, is it? What's the? 
some buff dominated the European Football League for a little bit. I forgot I which no one was. Idea who you're talking about. I think I have BJ no Beatty idea. played Japanese football. No, for he, a while. yeah, yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. It was BJ Beatty is playing in Japan, but no, that's not it. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything else that we forgot to discuss or talk about. Um, <clears throat> I think we're good. Yeah, yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, uh, see you, Jack. Have a nice weekend. Hope you don't do anything. Two yeah, man. I, I hope so, too. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your weekend, I'm trying to say. Well, I appreciate it. I'll try my best. I'm not watching any football on Sunday, but I'll, I'll watch Saturday. Okay. Certain, certain things. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck out there. All right. Bye. Buzz! Buzz! Buzz!